Good morning. I am uh, in the vehicle this morning, getting ready to share some things with you. Um, the mysterious squeak in the rear end of the vehicle is joined today by the clank of uh, three cases of canning jars that I am transporting um, to my destination. So, uh, all sorts of irritating noises, hopefully uh, not so irritating that you don't want to listen. Um, I suppose that a new vehicle would have shocks that would make uh, the, the rattle minimized, but I don't drive a new vehicle. We sort of live at the bottom of the automobile food chain and drive the... Uh, drive the last years of life out of out of vehicles that you buy cheap. Um, today I want to introduce a new series. It is a series that I have had the uh, great pleasure of teaching a couple times as a, a seminar. Um, but it, it isn't it isn't something that I made up. It is something that I searched back and sort of described some things that I had done and I had seen happening. And it was for the sake of uh, one of my sons as he went off into the military. I, I explained the uh, one aspect of the military is that you have to aspire to leadership. It doesn't work to hide from, from leadership. Uh, you may you may want to, and you may you may think that the, that that there's plenty of need for just non-leaders, just privates to fill the ranks, and you are right. But my premise was that unless you aspire to lead, much of what you do will, well, much of what you do will be frustrating, no matter what. It is a bureaucracy, a political bureaucracy, and in a political bureaucracy, there is just a whole lot to frustrate anybody with common sense. But, I guess my idea was that you could, you could redeem some of that if you remain focused on leadership and moving up into leadership and leading the people around you. Um, and so I, I, I stressed that. And the son who was about to, to leave for basic training um, was, by personality, not a leader. Um, by personality at the time, and I think that has developed, uh, but at the time he was pretty content to, to remain hidden, to uh, ghost through the halls of the the uh, 
high school where he attended and just was happy not to be noticed. And it's interesting that since that time, as I encounter people who attended high school at that time, um, they will remember the brother on either side of him, but very, very seldom do they remember him. He was successful in ghosting through. And I, I, that is a skill in and of itself. That is a value. And uh, it's a value that's hard for me to share as a as an extrovert. Um, but it is it's not one that I, I want to diminish. So I didn't want to say, hey, you have to want to be a leader. You have to act like an extrovert. But I still felt like it was important. And so what I did was I I took another look at leadership. And I considered leadership, I guess I would, I would call sort of upside down. There's a leadership that says, I have been given authority and you have to do what I say. I'm the leader. But there is a different kind of leadership that amounts to living your life intentionally following what you believe is right and looking up and seeing, hey, there are people following me. It is, a, it is an organic leadership. It is a leadership not of position, not of authority. It is a leadership of influence. And What I developed in talking to my son and, and the son who followed him as they prepared to launch into the world and as they took roles of leadership, what I, what I prepared was a list, by no means comprehensive, but a list of five disciplines. And, and I call them leadership disciplines, but I don't by any means see them as uh, political strategies to get into a position of power. What they are, are five disciplines. Purposeful choices of action, which will end up with people looking to you for guidance. Now, somebody may ask, well, why would you even want that? I mean, it's hard enough to figure out your own life. Why would you want to add to the burden of living your life the knowledge that people are following you? And I think that's a well-reasoned question. And I have, I have come... I, I, I've gone back and forth on that. If you've listened to my podcast on uh, religion for one, um, you, you know that, that 
I, I desire not to constantly e- extrapolate the things that I believe I've learned onto other people. If I've figured out the path for me to walk, that is sufficient. And since the path for me to walk may not be the path for you to walk, why would I want to attract your leadership? It, it would represent a huge increase in responsibility. But when I say that, that is what I understand, is we are made to want to carry that load in particular. We long for meaning. And one of the ways in which our lives has meaning is living intentionally. But but an enormous part of meaning comes from our interaction with other people. And it amounts to, maybe, whether we are a net draw on others, or whether we are a a net um, a net plus. An awful lot of meaning comes when we take all of the ways, humbly and honestly, look at all of the ways in which people are benefiting us. we look at all of the ways we are benefiting others and we realize that we have moved into the plus column. We ought to want to be in that column saying, yes, I I receive from people, I am grateful to them for what I receive, but I have found a way to give more than I take. Now that's a hypothesis. I'm not telling you that that's the way it is. I'm telling you, I think that's definitely worth experimenting with. I have. And I find a direct correlation in meaningfulness. I know that's an awkward word, but I think it's the word that best describes the idea. It it, it isn't necessarily that it has meaning in some cosmic sense, some long term. But there is something which has a meaningfulness, something that, that makes a particular chord in me resonate. And that meaningfulness is very much, I'm in me, and maybe I'm unique, that's why you need to do the experimentation, but that meaningfulness in me correlates to how much of what I did for whoever I'm, I'm helping, how much of that was unique 
to me. I, I, I am convinced the most meaningful things that I have done have been when I have been in the exact right position to do something which perhaps no one else could or would have done. So, let, let me give an example, because I know I'm, it's, it's not super clear how I'm, I'm explaining it. You, you have somebody who has a hard time getting around, and so you offer to rake their leaves. Well, that has meaning, right? You, you are you are giving. You're giving of your ability and and accomplishing something that they value. Now, it's, it's something like that that I would say. Well, does it really have meaning? I, I don't know. You know, it's it's like wow. If we didn't rake your leaves, it might kill your grass, and then you wouldn't have to mow it either. But okay, there's people have values, and, and and maybe if I let the person rake, despite their their infirmities and their age, maybe they would realize a couple years sooner that they need to downsize and not have such a big yard. And maybe it would be better for them to realize that. Okay, so so you could get totally lost trying to discover the meaning. But it's meaningful. I, I have done it. It's meaningful. Because you're doing, you're carrying a burden for another person. But imagine that while I'm out there raking, I come into the, I come into the garage to get the rake and um, can't see in the back corner and flip a switch and, and the light doesn't go on. They say, oh yes, that, that light hasn't worked. I changed the bulb, but I, that light hasn't worked for years. And so I cast about for a screwdriver and I go and I, I turn off the breaker. I, I pull apart the switch and find a very easy connection that hasn't been made. Now, I just went from raking, which is something that a large portion of our society can do, to troubleshooting electric, which for them to have gotten that fixed would require having an electrician come and the trip out and the time in the garage, even though it's short, it would have amounted to a major outlay of expense. And because I have been attentive and learned things from my father and from others, <coughs> I was, excuse me for that cough there, um, I was able to do something which a smaller number of people could do. I, I gave them of my time, but my time had more value because I brought to it a unique
uniqueness of what I could do. Now, that that source of meaning to, to follow what I said that that correlates. It seems to me, and, and this is this is for me, but the more that I do something unique, which benefits other people, the more it is a product not of simply time and energy, but time and energy and I would say attentiveness and skill. Skills and talents are, are, are significant to me and, and, and there's a difference there, but skill is something that I have developed. So, my attentiveness and skill brought something more to the table. And the sense of meaning that I extract from that is greatly, greatly increased. So, if you were to look at those things which are part of leadership, and remember this is all answering the question, why would I want to even aspire to lead others? It isn't that I ought to aspire to lead others because others are a bunch of idiots who can't figure things out. If that is the case, very likely you will gravitate to the other kind of leadership where you say somebody ought to put me in charge of these knuckleheads because they can't do anything and then I can tell them you have to do what I say and tell me how that goes for you. Because usually it doesn't go very well. But aspiring to lead people It does something for you and it does something for them. It is perhaps, and I know some of this is driven by personality, but I, I really think when you're talking about the kind of leadership that I'm describing, where you look up and see that others are looking to you for guidance. You haven't browbeat them, you haven't, you haven't leveraged them, you have simply lived a purposeful life and they have seen it and wanted to use it as a guide for how they are going to live. That it is meaningful for you. But what does it do for them? Well, one is when leadership is anchored in how you live your life, it's a far more useful guidepost than if your leadership is anchored in, I'm going to try to get you to do what I think you should do. When you are trying to get someone to do what you think they ought to do, you are, you haven't tried it. You don't know whether it's going to work. 
But when you have said, this is working for me. No, no, not when you say that. But when the person observes that it is working for you and therefore makes a much better leaping off point into ordering the chaos of their world than somebody's theoretical scheme, I think you are giving them something of value. You are giving them guidance. You're giving them, you're setting for them an example, an example they can, they can use. So it's meaningful for you and it is helpful for them. I would say it may not be the most helpful thing for them, but it is, I would argue, try it but I would argue it's the most meaningful thing for you. To live your life so that people look to you for guidance. And to accept leadership, not as your chance to tell people, you have to do what I say because I have this particular authority. But to take it and say, if I live effectively, purposefully, and confidently, people see that and want to follow me. They want to use me as a guide marker in how they approach life. I think it's a worthy ambition. So what we're going to do in the next probably five um, episodes is I'm going to share with you five leadership disciplines. They are very practical. They are very simple. As a matter of fact, when I teach this as a seminar, I don't use um, I don't use words. I use all pictures, uh, maybe you call them pictographs. I, I draw the ideas, partly so people will remember them, but partly so that, that they're driven by a concept rather than, than a set of words. Obviously there are words involved in it, but they are, they are simple, applicable, and the other thing is I mean, if you aspire to the other kind of leadership, if you aspire to be put in charge, it's a long journey. But you will be surprised, I guarantee it, you'll be surprised how quickly people start looking to you when you are consciously applying the leadership disciplines that I'm going to share. Now, if this were an ad on online somewhere, this is a point where I tell you, and I'll tell you my secret. Tell you my secret. If you just sign up this or pay for this, I am going to give you my secrets. Um, I wish I, I wish I would. There's a certain extent that I would, I would like people 
only to get them if they really want them. Um, but I guess I'll put it this way. If you are prepared to invest the time in listening, I think there will be a great return for your money. I just turned on to a dirt road back, headed back to uh, Amish friends, and you can hear the jars chiming in. So, before they drive you completely crazy, I'm going to wish you happy trails, and we will talk again.